Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Saturday night service, the faith secret service, wow, hallelujah, amen, and this service is special in many ways, so just flow with it, but now let me just take a few announcements, very important, and I want you to just take note of them, is that okay, if you're a leader in this house, you know yourself, we have a meeting next week, Saturday with Bishop in Temple, a one day meeting, yeah, and it's going to be at Bantama. We're all gathering there, the whole of Ashanti. So we'll be there by 8. Is that okay? So just watch out for how we'll go and all of that. I'm sure your pastors will give you that information. Now, the second bit of information is for everybody. From the 8th to the 10th of February, we're going to have a visitor in this house. And I don't want you to miss it. Now listen, if somebody has placed you to sit behind the pillar, please, you can move, eh? You are not baked in salt, so just move so you can see the stage well. Yeah. Some of you are used to sitting at the back of the class, and then you just blank your mind out. Yeah, so just move and sit where you can see things. I have a whole lot of front seats that are empty here. I'm not even sure why they are empty. So you just find some people to sit on them. If you are stiff like an ice block, don't sit on the front seat. But if you are a flowing person, just flow. Yeah, just flow. Powerful. Good, 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 good. Nice. All right. 
So from the 8th of February to the 10th of February, we have a visit from Bishop Atta Dixon. <laughs> yeah, it's very powerful. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, tell anybody you don't want to miss it. There are some significant things in life, and his visit every time he comes here, there's something significant that's going to happen. Are you there? Yeah, so you don't want to miss it. And, and in fact, you have to be inside. Another important date that I want you to remember is Tuesday, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. Some of you, maybe you have planned to cross over to the other side and do other things. But <laughs> some of us, we are church people, we do our everything in church. So if you are a church person, there's going to be a fantastic dinner here on February 14th. Amen. So you don't want to miss it. Tell anybody, you don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss it. You just don't want to miss it. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. And within that dinner, there are so many special things that are happening. <laughs> yeah. Please, they said I should tell you it is, it is black, a black tie dinner with a touch of red. So I don't know whatever that means to you. Yeah. But we are going to celebrate it. We always, 14th of February, we also do something. Eh, we also, uh -huh. So tell anybody, but there's no reason to cross over to another side. When I say cross over to another side, some of you, that's the night that you want to go and taste another night come somewhere. Please, we don't do such things. <laughs> yes, but we want to have fun and we want to be here and have that fun. So start to prepare yourselves and I believe they'll tell us what it's going to cost so that you just get ready for it. Some people thought we're going to give you free dinner. You should know by now that there's no free lunch in this world. You should know by now. Yeah, you should know by now. Amen. It's also likely that for those coming from Pistis Chapel that this might be your last Saturday with us. I don't know why you are saying, oh, you shouldn't have been here in the first place. <laughs> so from next week, Saturday, 6 p.m., we're believing that we will meet. We'll give you the venue as soon as we finish all the official things. But 6 p.m., and it's going to be on campus. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. So that's how it's going to be next week so that the service is from 6 to 8 and we have to keep the time yeah so we'll keep the time there I'm gonna be with you for your first service and then I'm gonna finish yeah so I'm gonna ask that this service will start at 7 so that when I'm done there I'll just come here amen okay so all this you are shouting, improve it to me by being there. <laughs> there are some people, plenty noise, no substance. So please. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm looking forward to it and I believe that it's going to be a really good time. Amen. It's also an opportunity to drag that friend who just wanders around, drag them down into the service with you. Yeah, that's very, very, very important. Amen. You know, ask your neighbor, what is your use as a Christian? What's your use? Uh-huh. What's your use? It's a very serious question. 
I, my, a fruitfulness is not my, my purpose tonight, but I have to say it because we are starting a new service on the campus. So just give me that, my scripture. John chapter 15 and verse 16. I will still quote it, put it there. Yes. You need to see it because it's a very important scripture. Jesus said that you haven't chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit that your fruit shall remain. And some of you, as you are sitting here, that your bones are now 23 years. There is not one soul anywhere on this earth that has come to the Lord because of you. You don't have any fruit. It's true. It's not your fault. It is the fault of a backslidden church. And when I say backslidden church, I'm talking about the church, uh, I mean, as a whole. Yeah. You know, there's this sort of, you come to church to hear about what? Prosperity. Jesus didn't die for your wealth. That's not why he died. Please. The fact that he takes care of you, well, it's just one of the things happening on the way. But the reason that he came, the Bible says that he came to save souls. That's what he's doing. And if you are here and nobody has come to the Lord because of you, I will be preaching in February about, am I good for nothing? I need to tell you you are good for nothing. Hey, mercy. Mercy. So next week, Saturday, we're meeting over there. You need to end your good for nothing lifestyle. No, it's Jesus. You see, Dave, you see, we live in a generation now where you cannot speak the truth. When you speak the truth, they say, hey, hate us. When you speak that, are you there? So we have to find a way to say it so that, and we've just become liars on the way. And the church has joined that nonsense and become totally powerless. Because Jesus will say it like this John the Bible, John the Bible, he was looking at you, brood of Bible. Who has warned you that you should escape? <laughs> straight one. Are you in the house? So allow me to say it straight to you. It is your choice to do or not to do. But at least it has been said. May it never be that you arrive in heaven in shame because you have no fruit. And they go and say that you didn't know. No, no, no. If you are here tonight, you can never say that. You can never say that. And that's why I'm saying what I'm saying, even though it is not part of my preaching for tonight. Yeah. Somebody must be impacted because of you. And we want to dodge and say, oh, but I'm a singer in the church. I'm an usher in the church. Those are things that are the service in the household of God. It has its own reward, but it's not your fruit. How can you tell me that you, a human being, your fruit is the mop that you are using to mop the ground? Or your fruit is the chair? No, it is a service and very important. It has its own reward, but it's not your fruit. Your fruit can only be like you. When Jesus Christ came, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. What? For he has anointed me Preach to the poor. Are you there? Bind the brokenhearted. Release captives. Everything has to do with human beings. So what is your effect on human beings? And some of you are in church, but you're the reason why somebody has fallen out of church. Hey, I don't know who it is, so I don't know who it is. But it must change. Please, can you tell your neighbor? It must change. This you are scoring in heaven, it has to change. Hey. <clears throat> hey. Are you there? Please ask your neighbor. Tell me, yeah, last year, how many souls were affected by you? Last year, give me a figure. And if it is zero, be honest and say, in fact, in fact, I didn't you see you. But this year, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's a, that's a message. In fact, it's not just for pastors and I mean, chapel, but it's also for those of us here. Yeah, you cannot just be there. You come to church 
you sit down in the seat at the end of the service, the only thing that has happened is that the temperature of your chair has changed from 27 degrees to 37 degrees. And that's all you came to do in the house of God. It's a mistake. It is what? Yes, and we are changing it. We are correcting it. We are changing it. Amen. As you have come on this campus, you are in your second year, you are in your first year, you are in your third year, fourth. When you are graduating, apart from the paper you are taking away, there must be some souls that have accrued to your bank account that because you came to school, this person had an opportunity to hear about Jesus. Yeah, this person had an opportunity to be attracted by Jesus just looking at how you led your life. This person had an opportunity to be exposed to the word of God because you brought them or took them somewhere. Hey, are you there? Am I talking to you or I'm talking to somebody? Let me come to my word for tonight. Tonight I'm going to just, I'm ending on the series. You remember we've been talking about those who forget and I began to talk to you about remembering how important it is to remember things. Amen. And tonight I'm just going to wrap up on that and I'll be talking, giving you a few keys that, you know, keys that help you to remember. Amen. Now the same way a student fails an exam because they can't remember. That's actually the reason why you are doing the course you are doing. The course you are doing is because of the things you didn't remember. Uh-huh. Are you there? Recently, I was, I was talking to I don't know, some medical students, and then they talked about the password being 50%. No, my heart. I said, hey, this man only remembers 50% of what he thought, and he's a doctor. Has to be a very dangerous situation. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. All the things he has, he has been taught, he only remembers 50%. What if your sickness is in the 50% he doesn't remember? Hey! Hey! Very, 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 very serious. Very serious. So what I'm sharing with you, I am sharing it in the context of church. Because we're in church tonight and because your Christian life is the most important thing. But I need you to understand that many things that are in the in your Christianity are also true of life in general. I, I hope you get what I'm trying to say. It works both ways. Many times the physical thing that you are seeing, there's a spiritual one of it. So I need you to remember that as we talk about these keys that will help you remember because they will help you remember things that are important in your spiritual life but also in your secular or in your ordinary life. Amen. The first one I'm going to talk to you about is studying. Study, study. In order to remember, study. Hey, this one, I think the analogy is very clear. Yeah, it's very clear. You can see it. You can see study. The reason why some of you chase a poor is because you don't study. The reason why some of you keep failing is because you don't know how to study. But it's very important as a key in remembering things. One time I was at a certain place and we were just checking out some people who were leaders in the church. I mean, maybe where you are coming from, they just appoint people as leaders. But here, if you see a leader, he's also gone through something. So, these leaders were going through. Now, this guy came to sit in the chair and I knew the guy and I knew that he's one of the people who knows his scriptures. But when he came to sit there, every scripture that they asked him, something, something, something. 
and go ye like your oral exam. Hey, you know. So after that, I mean, we were as usual a panel. You discuss and give marks, and as we discuss, I said, "Oh, I'm surprised at this gentleman because actually he's somebody who I know too. He has, you know, a better spirit. I mean, scripture based than most of. If I come down Ryan, I come as John three seventeen. I will see manifestations right now. <laughs> but you know that day. Uh, so I, well, my point, as I was saying, was that I think that the young man was just nervous because of the circumstance. I learned something from Bishop Eddie Adi that day. He was there. And Bishop Eddie said, under what circumstances will you be called? Under what ordinary circumstance? So not a circumstance like your life is at stake. But what ordinary circumstance will you be called that you have forgotten your name? Your name. If we wake you up in the middle of the night, get up. What's your name? Uh, are you seeing it? So the point he was trying to make is that if you have learned the thing well, then in spite of the fact that there is some pressure, you will remember. And so today I want you to understand that the things you do not remember are things you have not studied well. Not studied well. Many of you, you call yourselves Christians, you are vacant of scriptures. Uh, find a microphone for me. Jojo, rise to your feet. Pick this microphone and start moving around for me. When I mention the scripture, you just stop by the person. I think it's, it is fair to start from John chapter 3 and verse 17. Should I stop? Should I stop? Do you concede defeat? Do you accept that you have failed before you have started? Ah, Jojo, please come and sit down. <laughs> Some people could see their shame coming. Hey! <laughs> but the reality is that, you see, we, we say things, we make excuses. And we say, oh, that's what the scriptures say, I can't remember them. What do you mean by you can't remember them? You haven't studied hard enough. That's all. We haven't put our mind to it. Also, because we don't really think it matters. But I want you to consider what would have happened to Jesus Christ after he fasted. Some of you, when you fast, you feel holy. He met the devil immediately. He finished fasting. And when he finished, it was a temptation and it was word for word. What would have happened to him? And if he had no scripture to quote, what would have happened? And did you not notice that the devil could quote scriptures? And some of you, in your life, you are being lashed because you don't know the word that you must bring that will just end the whole thing. You are some of you. <laughs> the people who are who I find most interesting are those who you know you love praying, but I need to tell you something. Prayer without scripture is prayer without intelligence. And in the war that you fight without intelligence, you are going to lose. Don't joke about it. Don't joke about it. It's not just a matter of screaming and shouting. And I tell you, I love the screaming and shouting. And in this church, we pray. I've already promised you that we are going to do a one-week prayer that will not end. When I say it will not end, when we start it, 6 a.m. Monday, it will go morning, afternoon, evening, night, morning, afternoon, evening, till the Friday. So just start getting ready. When we announce it, you just book your hours. And we will not. And we will come here to pray. So just know. Yeah. Are you here? But I'm just sharing something with you because a lot of the prayers without intelligence. 
It's a scripture that you need. And you don't have the scripture because you don't know it. You don't remember it. Hey! Am I talking to some people today or I'm not? Yeah! Exodus chapter 1 and verse 8. A certain man, he was now Pharaoh. The Bible says that there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. He didn't study the history. From his lack of studying, he finished his whole country. By the time he was done, the whole country it was in shambles. Because somebody who should have known something didn't know it. How can you be the, the, the king of a place and you don't know the basic history of the place? How is it possible? But you as you are sitting here, the basic history of your family, you don't know. That's why when we say wake up and pray, you are sleeping. Because if you knew the basic history of your family, you would wake up. You would wake up. When they are talking about you, you say, oh, is it there? You don't care. You don't mind. Really? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, what? Hmm. Okay. Your ignorance can cost you. This guy, there arose a new king over Egypt, which he knew not Joseph. This sentence was the cause of the whole disaster that came upon them. If he had just bothered to ask what the history was, or even just read it. Some of you are going to lectures. You don't even have a pen. You don't have you don't have anything to write anything about. You were as you were born, photographic memory in your family. I'm talking to you. You know, you know. Ah, I'll record it and I'll listen. Foolishness. Phone can it not be stolen? Phone can it not get fault? I'm just talking to you. Your failure to study. Are you there? Yeah. If you are a Christian, you should also be interested in the lives of people, serious Christians who have gone before us. You learn a whole lot. And you avoid a lot of mistakes that they made. But when you don't, you walk into a lot of ignorance, a lot of problems. Are you in the house? Find out. Find out. Your last and say something, I've changed my mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to study. We're going to study. In this church, we learn. We learn. I tell you, we learn spiritual things. We also learn as students in school. We learn. Please tell your neighbor, if you have come to come in school, don't do it here. Just don't do it here. It won't help you. Just don't do it here. I have some people, I asked you what were your results. And you told me, oh, I passed. Oh, I passed. By God's grace, you passed. But those who are not ashamed of their results, they sent us the screenshot. So as soon as you answer me like that, I know that I'm looking at somebody with 45, 50%. She said, nothing. We are nothing. Hey. Have you seen that? Was it not last week we showed you your cosmate? Hmm. It's not for fun. So that you can seek help. Even when the person cannot help you directly, they can get somebody in the subject to help you. Don't, don't fool. Don't fool. 
our lack of knowledge is really costing us. Yeah. It's really, really costing us. Are you in the house? Turn to your friend and say, study. Study. And our Christianity sometimes is not worth water because we don't study the scriptures. When you are young as you are, it's time to study the scripture by the chapter. Just learn the chapter of Bible. You'll remember it. I don't remember many of the scriptures I learned when I was 50 years old, but the ones I learned when I was 22, 23, I remember them. The chapters I chewed at that time, I remember them. Oh yeah, I remember them. By the time you are 50, other forces are now active. <clears throat> you ask any 50-year-old who is in class, you see that they struggle to remember things a lot. <laughs> Let's continue. I'm teaching you how to remember things, and I'm saying first, study. The second thing, do not let success affect your memory. Do not let success affect your memory. Some of you, small success, you have just come. You are now in second year. You have already forgotten where you came from. Hmm. I'm reading. God, he knows us. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. You see, from verse 10. When you have eaten and are full. You see, this is, this is how Moses describes success. When you have eaten and are full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has continue please. Beware that you forget not the Lord thy God. You have come. It's not three weeks in Pope. Yeah. No, it's true. You are already forget forgetting God. Yeah. Be very careful. Already you have just arrived. Hey. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command you. So, as far as Moses was concerned, he was saying that when you don't obey God, you have forgotten him. You have forgotten him. I went to do my further studies in a certain country. Those of you who are coming from faith service secrets last year, you remember the story. And I talked about a relative who was also studying. We were all out there with our families. And he decided to forget God. That now that he has reached Abraham, he's going to work and save money. He wouldn't pay tax. When we spoke to him about it, because you see, over there it works. It's not like here. It actually works. There's nobody stealing your tax. It, it works, so you have to pay it. It's legal. <laughs> anyway, eventually he told us that, oh, he has got a certain job on Sunday, so right now the church there, he will not appear at all. He had put God inside the box, closed the box and pushed it under the bed. Like some of you at home, you were going. As you are here, you are frowning at the friend who brought you because as you were coming, you planned that church there. Never. Anyway, the time came when we were now getting ready to go home. He asked us why we were going home. He said, ah, we don't understand why this question was asking. We came from somewhere. What we came to do? By this time, I've done both my master's and my PhD. So we have been there for seven years. It's time to go home and to take our children home before they make jackasses out of them over here. Anyway, yeah, because you stay long. That's when your daughter will come and say she's a man and your son will come and say, it is true. And when that happens, then they will now start looking for I mean, they will try to now send the child home. Have you seen somebody? I have not seen somebody. Hey, 
you are now sending the child that we should not reverse the nonsense that you have allowed to happen. There. <laughs> so what? They'll call 911. <laughs> oh, it's true. Anyway, this guy laughed us. He made so many comments. Now, he had saved money. I remember when we were struggling just to get the tickets to come home. He had bought a greater head. He had bought, I mean, Charlie, he was coming home to live like a rich man. So he came a few months before us and we didn't meet for some time. Then we went to a family gathering and we saw an uncle who was an uncle to both sides. So we went to talk, where is this our friend? So the uncle said, hmm. Hmm. Are you here? He said, hmm. At the time, when we asked this question, this man, for all the education he had gone to get, was now living in Ashana, in one room, with his wife and children. Are you there? Hmm. In Ashana. Many people are going to live in one room. Live in one room somewhere. Ashana. What had happened? You see, you may think you can forget God, but all his preparation, God just blew away. Right before his eyes, everything scattered. You want to forget God? I, I wouldn't advise it. I wouldn't advise it. So that was why Moses was warning them. He said, Beware. And you and I, we know the story of the children of Israel. Did they mind him? They didn't mind him. And they paid for it. Are you there? You may think that, oh, me, I'm not like that. But you see, as you have come, it's already a certain measure of success. You have moved on, you have come into an investing. Most of you here, I mean, this is a student service. You have come into investing. Something that many of your colleagues have not been able to do. True or false? True or false? Yes. Many of your family members have not been able to do. Maybe, in fact, in your family, right now, they are treating you like an honorable member of parliament in the house. You have brought grace into the house and brought some respectability to don't let, when you arrive, Charlie, they have removed you from all the chores. You no longer have to do the weeding. You don't have to wash up. I uh, mean, somebody does your washing for you, Charlie. Generally, no. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Let's continue. We're reading scripture. Verse 12. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full, when you have succeeded, and has built goodly houses and dwelt therein. Right now, where you are lying, there are tiles on the floor. And when thy heads and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up. I am amazed. When people come onto campus, you are a normal human being. One month, your heart is lifted up. Now, when they are coming to call you, your sauciness has arrived. When they knock on the door, who that? Your mouth like who that? <laughs> are you there? You can't what? You can't stand in the back. You can't stand in the back. Pick your own Uber, pay for it, and come in. He says, then thy heart be lifted up. You see, what they are saying here is very real. It's very real. So it's important that you should take the warning for it because the truth of the matter is that if you leave yourself, success will fill your mind. And pride will fill your mind. And when pride fills your mind, I tell you, 
what has happened to you is a disaster because God is now against you. It is true. It is true. When you begin to walk a certain proud life, God will deal with you. Take it from me. I've been there before. When God stood up against me, I couldn't believe it. And my whole life just came crashing down. And I had to accept that it was pride that upset my heart. How does it show itself in many ways? How you act, how you speak. Are you there? Mm. Mm. So please, it's very important for you to see it. Just decide that, look, God is important and I'm just going to recognize him for who he is. It's very, very important that you should understand that as we stand in here, the truth is that we don't control much. Can you tell your neighbor, it is now 8.35. Tell your neighbor what is going to be happening at 8.40. Just five minutes time. If you know. What's going to be happening in five minutes time? You realize that even five minutes time, we don't know. What's going to happen in five minutes, we don't know. Then you want to predict your life. It should tell you something is wrong. You can only try to make a plan and subject it to God. And subject yourself to the will of God. You need to recognize that, honestly speaking, eh, we are just not what we think we are. Please tell your neighbor, you are nice, but you better come down from the pedestal. Please, let's just all walk here. Let's just all be happy here. Hmm. Are you there? Year 2021. COVID time. I was in the COVID isolation ward. There were three wards. The one to my left, is it my left or my right? My left. Was the day they had hope. My ward, they used to just die like that. But on this side, the ward on this side, if they will you through that door, you know you are done for. <laughs> are you there? Do you think it mattered what who you were? Come and see professors. Oh. Are you here? At a point, I said, God, if you don't help me to sleep, I can't sleep. Because when you close your eyes, when you open it, the person who was by you is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. I was there for 19 days. We were only four who survived in that ward. And the next ward, there's zero. If you enter, you are finished. Hey! And you say you are who? You are in possession of what? If God does not have... You see, don't wait to experience it because you may not survive. So accept it. Just receive it because I can, I'm telling you. Are you there? You don't have to experience it. The church is very quiet. Oh. Yeah. May I just realize that ah, for some reason, he gave me back my life. I have no reason. I don't know why. They are going to use to come and walk and say you are feeling big. Don't joke. <laughs> don't joke. Am I talking to somebody here? Don't what? Don't joke. Yeah. Because I watched a big man. When I said big men, politicians. Hey. Who again? Rich men. Business people at the top of the business. Charlie. They just went like that. The day that I was being checked out of the place, 
I couldn't even believe the excitement. Not my excitement. The nurses. The doctors. Oh, it was the whole celebration. Oh. Yeah, because they, they don't see it like that. You see, what am I trying to say? I'm not trying to scare you, but I hope you're scared. <laughs> just, just scared enough to, to, to remember that it's God who has something to do with your life. Amen. Just remember it. Remember it. Amen? You don't have to be old to know it. Just remember it. Just accept it so that you don't go through some things for God to make the point to you. Let's move on. You are trying to remember. The next key I'll give to you. Recognize the hand of God in everything that happens. Recognize the hand of God in everything that happens. You can easily be there and you don't know. I mean, you, you, you feel that, oh, this thing there, it will happen by all means. There's nothing like that. What is by all means? Do you know that some people sat in VIP and didn't reach Accra? Or by the time they reached, their life had so changed because of the things that happened. I mean, there are so many instances. So, so understand that it's the hand of God. It's that just find God in it. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Find God in it. Let's look at the scripture in Daniel chapter 5. You see, many people, they don't understand why or how they are blessed. You just take it for granted. You just enjoy the blessings, but you don't know why or how. Let's go to verse 23. In Daniel chapter 5, we meet a king who was giving praises to uh, physical things. And then God dealt with him. And look at what Daniel told him. Thou hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house. You see, what he had done was that he was having a party and he sent them to go and bring the cups and plates in God's house. He doesn't respect. So when you finish saying he doesn't respect, I'll you that you do respect. He said he has gone to bring what? They have brought the vessels of his house before thee and you and your lords and your wives and concubines have drunk wine in them and you have praised the gods of silver and of gold of brass, iron, wood and stone which see not nor hear nor know and the God in whom in whose hand thy breath is and whose are all thy ways hast thou not glorified so this was the man's problem this was why God was not happy with him are you seeing it? He said, you have ascribed it to something else. Oh, you know, in my family, we are very clever. Mm. You know, in my family, everybody is a, a royal or everybody is a, a medical person. Everybody is a... So you are ascribing it to something else. Uh, you are ascribing something else. You are giving the glory. You see, so when they finished enjoying themselves, then they, they were praising the God of silver. Most of us, we worship money, not God. Oh, it's true. It's true. When they say money, you will do things. When they say God, you won't do. You know, we thank God that we can bus you and bring you, but if it was money, you wouldn't have needed a bus. <clears throat> you will arrive. You will just arrive yourself. Yeah. Because of money. It just shows you, it just shows you what you believe in. Yeah. 
don't sit in the back of the room. They don't sit, we won't beg you. <laughs> so tonight, I, my time is up. I just want to say to you that you must understand that the few blessings that you have, God gave them to you. God gave them to you. It's just God. You are beautiful. Don't get proud about it. Don't get proud about it. God gave it to you. You are handsome young man with swag. It's God who gave it to you. Just, just take it like that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that I will not have to know how the ugly survive. But <laughs> am I talking to some people today? Yeah. Hallelujah. It is God who gives us bread. I'm ending. When Solomon, yeah, Solomon was was looking at his father, and he didn't know why God liked his father, and he knew that. His father had a weakness for women. And he felt that, let me go and tell me that I won't have such a weakness. I'll marry all of them. But he ended up with a thousand of them. He ended up with it. But he missed the point because in spite of his weaknesses, what he missed was that his father was a guy who really loved God. That's what he missed. He missed the fact that his father never bowed his knee to another God. Never. Never. He was a fallible man like everybody. We all make mistakes. He had made his mistakes in his life, but he and God, I was a real something. Recognize what really has brought you here. Recognize what really your life is about. Recognize who really your life is in his hands. Recognize it. It will help you to remember it. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this evening and just bow down your head for a moment. I want you to take some time and thank God. And just remember, remember, some of you, somebody here, you have not even seen a doctor in the past two years. You don't even know how a hospital looks like. I want you to thank God for it. Don't start saying it's because you are strong. You are, you are what? <laughs> hey, just thank God. Thank God. I want to hear you praying as you stand. Thank him. Thank him for where he has brought you. You have found yourself on a campus and you are trying to do your best. Thank him. Thank him for what he's doing in your life. Yes, Lord. Maybe as you were leaving home, financially things were not good, but they've managed to do something and you are here. Thank him for it. Thank him. Just thank him. Lord. Lord, we thank you. Shamali Mosata. Rakola Bashati Baba Baba. Take some time tonight to thank God. Bother to remember that in the midst of it all, He has yes, kept Lord. you. Oh, yes. In the midst of it all.
want you to remember your most difficult exam. The one you thought you were going to fail and yet somehow you went through. Or the one that you failed, but when you researched it, you passed it. Just remember a surprise that God surprised you. And find cause to say thank you. Thank you. Remember the last good thing he did for you. And say thank you. Remember when the lecturer or the team looked at you and he told you, you will never pass. He said, so long as he's your lecturer, you will never pass. But it looks like God made him forget and you passed. There's much to thank him for. You were so depressed, you were not even going to class, but you came out just in time. You had a shabby lifestyle, but God has pulled you together, and today somebody calls you a shepherd. Somebody is thankful that you are their leader. Oh man, what a God! 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 You have been sick often, but He's brought you out of it every time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And maybe you are here tonight and you need to remember that Jesus paid a price for you on the cross. And his expectation was that you would now give him your life. You haven't had the opportunity to do it yet, or you haven't just haven't done it. But tonight is another opportunity. I want you to remember. How much are you ready to pay for your sins? Assuming you were to pay, how much must he take from you? And yet he's given to us free. Remember the bad things you have done. We have all done things we are ashamed of. And remember how he has removed it. And all he's saying is that acknowledge it. Accept my sacrifice for you. That's all he's asking you to do. Just confess it. Just accept it. What you believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. And so as every eye is closed, every head is bowed, tonight is your night if you have not made that confession yet. You are here, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand for me where you are standing. I want us to pray together. I want us to pray. Just lift it. Just lift it. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands all over. God bless you. God bless you. Now if you've lifted your hand, please just come to me. I want to pray with you. Come, just come to me. Come to me. Many of us have had to do this. Just come. It's your opportunity. It's your chance to say, I remember and I'm grateful. And I give you my life. It's my chance. Come. Come on to Jesus. Oh, he's calling you tonight. It's yet another opportunity. Just come. Your heart is beating and you are saying, let this part of the service move on. That's, it is you he's calling. Just come. Just come. You want to remember tonight. You want to remember it. Tonight you just chose to remember his sacrifice. And he chose to come. Just join us here this evening. We're going to pray. to pray this prayer after me. I want you to make it your prayer. And those of us in the congregation, we can just help them. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight as a sinner. 
please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, I choose to remember that you paid for me. Thank you for paying for me. May you be my Savior and may you be my Lord for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name have I prayed. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-A-C. God richly bless you.